Welcome to the Tabletop Summary, where we dive a little bit deeper into why we love board games. Strap in and prepare for a deep sea adventure. Here are your hosts. Hello listeners and welcome to the Tabletop Submarine Podcast, where we dive a little bit deeper into why we love tabletop gaming. I'm Josh. And I'm Andrew. Well, Andrew, this is pretty exciting. Uh, This is is a, a new podcast. For those of you who are listening, you're listening to episode double zero it's kind of an unofficial episode where we kind of explain what we're doing here so uh, andrew if you could just explain a little bit who you are and i'll explain a little bit who i am and how we know we we can talk about how we know each other and so i'm gonna let you uh take the helm as it were (laughs) sure so my name is andrew styles and i'm a board game designer uh as of april last year i kind of decided to make this my full-time gig um i have one signed game and i've got uh two others i'm currently pitching um, but on top of that, I've been a board game player of the hobby general for the long, for maybe my entire life, really. I mean, I'd say probably since I was four or five, I was playing more hobby games than I was playing, you know, your regular games. Of course, I played Monopoly and Sorry and stuff like that. But I also played things like Naval War and um, Acquire and things like that that are kind of really kind of considered classics. I mean, one of my earliest uh fond memories was uh playing circus maximus at a con when i'm seven and winning so not that i'm trying (laughs) to brag here but you know playing miniatures circus maximus is a really cool moment and uh yeah it's just things like that that really got me into board games on a deeper level um and now i'm trying to do what i can to share that with the world and create new versions of those kind of things for other people to enjoy as well and that's one of the reasons why i was inspired to get into this podcast yeah i didn't know you had a game signed what can you say what game it is uh unfortunately it's coming out next year and there might be changes to it but i can say that it is a card game about wine ah a wine card okay cool cool beans Uh, and that's kind of appropriate because you did a you previously did a podcast about movies and wine, didn't you? Or something yep. that you were telling me about that? So for two yes. years, we did a podcast called Real Poor. Uh, what we did was we took wine and movies, we paired them together, and we had a half-hour conversation about both. So we would break down the movie and talk about favorite scenes and stuff like that, and then we'd talk about the wine. We'd do tasting notes. We'd do the history of the wine, where the wine came from, the vineyard, and you know the history of the vineyard, stuff like that. And we kind of intermixed the two as we went. So I'm not a stranger to podcasting, but it has been a little while. So I'm I'm back on the horse again. Yes, I, I need I needed somebody who who, who had experience on the horse because I only written probably a Shetland pony is my experience when it comes to podcasting. <laughs> so I'm glad you're here with me. That's for sure. I'm glad to be. Here. Um, well, listeners, uh, my name is Josh. Uh, to t- to kind of do a hard pivot to me. Um, I am a game designer as well. Nothing signed as of yet, but I am pitching a couple projects around to people. I also am a developer for currently right now I have an internship with Castillo Games. Um working for them as a developer for their upcoming titles uh, and, and marketing interns. Um during my day job right now I work at a barbecue restaurant. I'm kind of stepping away from that life to try to get into the tabletop hobby as a job. Um whether it be marketing or events or whatever it may be. But I am a barbecuer. I love cooking. Uh but I more than more importantly I love board games and tabletop games. I got started in 2016 really when I was introduced to Dungeons and Dragons in college Uh, from there, kind of just, I went down a rabbit hole of just being a forever DM doing sessions two or three times a week for three years straight. 
uh, just helping people get introduced into the RPG hobby. Uh, but when I moved out here to the east, because um, I was living out west in Utah at that point, I came out here to the east to start my family's restaurant, and not many people play Dungeons and Dragons where I was at, but they played lots of board games. And the first um, hobby board game I, that I contribute getting me into the hobby, I'm not sure. I, I give. I actually give two because I'm not sure which one I played first. It was either Root or Dune. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would tell people that, and they're like, "Really? That like because you know, I mean, those two games are definitely not easy to learn. No. Um, and some people contribute that people scaring up people away from the hobby, but I loved the asymmetry in those games and what they did. And so that really drove me into digging more what these games are. From there, I moved to Fury of Dracula, and which is my favorite game. And I dug myself deep into the board game rabbit hole, as you do. And now I am here designing, trying to make it my career. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> I think it's really interesting that you got a, a deeper, more thorough christening into the board game hobby rather than people who sometimes get into like your gateway games like your traditional ticket to rides and azules and stuff like that you went right into root <laughs> that's impressive <laughs> i also think that sometimes when you get into the gaming and you're only showed the light games you don't get to see how deep complex and interesting the board game hobby can be so sometimes it's nice to get a quick view into how complex and interesting the deeper board game hobby games can be and then you can kind of um ratchet back that if you need to to get a little to find your spot i feel like i'm a big believer that board games in general there's a game for everyone out there it's just a matter of trying enough of them to find your niche find your loves find your you know your little group of clusters of games that you love um, so sometimes it's interesting what we get to expose to versus what we choose to expose ourselves to. No, I, I agree that I, I stand with you strong there that there's a board game for everybody there, whether it be, you know, something like poker, that's a, that's a card game. It's a board game, mm -hmm. tabletop game. If poker's your thing, that's your thing. If you are more like, you know, what's it called? Supreme commander or whatever that. <laughs> game I, I that scares me to death i still get scared by some big games but supreme commander whether that's your niche too you know there's a there's a game there is something for everyone to play and enjoy absolutely and we, we've been talking a lot about ourselves uh, to introduce to the listeners who we are but i think we want to talk about how you and i know each other which is kind of interesting because we probably, I think we've been around the same Facebook circles for a while, yes. but haven't really formally met until about two or three weeks ago. Correct. You did your, your wine and movies podcast a couple mm -hmm. of years ago. And for the past you know year or so, I've been doing a small segment for a different podcast that is currently uh, growing and active. Um, and I got the itch to, you know, do my own, especially since I have a little more time now because I stepped away from my previous day job. I want to become more involved with the hobby and talk with people and understand. I wanted to understand it. And so I reached out to a, a community we're both a part of called board game hype. Mm -hmm. um, and asked people, Hey, I want to start a podcast about this. I, who are interested? Talk to me about it. A couple of people volunteered and I set up a little discord chat with people and you were one of those. Yep. Well, it's weird because I know you didn't know me and I didn't necessarily know you and you don't know if that, is going to create chemistry or good banter or anything like that. But at the same time, it became obvious pretty quickly 
that we both knew games. We're both designers. We both care about what board games bring to the table and community and also the general culture that we love. And then on top of that, to have us both be designers means we already do deep dives into those games that we play, as well as try to create those experiences for others. And so we have a lot in common. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes that's all you need. You just need something in common that you're both passionate about. And that's when conversations start and chemistry builds from there. So hopefully as we can do this, our chemistry you know, gets stronger and stronger and we are able to deliver you know, good banter and good conversation and something that you as a listener hopefully enjoy. Yeah. And you know, that's our entire mission here is to make sure you, for the 30 or 40 minutes you listen to the podcast, you're enjoying it. But, and Andrew, you know, why do you answer that? Because I suggested a couple names to people when I was asking about, you know, what should this podcast be about? Here's a general idea. What, what, why does Tabletop Submarine, you know, why that name? I think in general, there are a lot of great podcasts and a lot of great YouTube videos and content creators out there who are trying to share love of board games by talking about individual games and talking about the new games and talking about mechanisms and how to play the games and just trying to get more people into the hobby. I think what we intend to do here is to take it a step below that surface, right? We want to talk about the interesting stories that people have had with games or, you know, great experiences on a singular level and what made those experiences amazing. And more often than not, it's the people that we share these games with that drive these amazing stories. But those are stories that people rarely share with other people. We want to fix that. We yeah. want to bring those to the light. So we're going to go a little bit deeper dive. We're going to go under the surface. We're going to bring those back up and share those with you. So that, I think, is part of what our intention of this podcast is about. You know, definitely. We want to be a place where, you know, we're, we're talking about why we love games. Um, I am a firm believer that you'll never bring anybody into the hobby by talking about the intricacies in Dominion and how the card play <laughs> interacts with each other. Like, you can talk about that. Some people, that might be interesting. But, you know, really what brings people into the hobby is that you're, you know, you're play Dominion and you have this great experience with your friends that you want to keep going back to over and over again. Like, oh, I was so close. I was two points behind you. And but then you pulled the one card from the one deck that I wanted, whatever it may be. And that just sticks with you. It's those experiences and those stories that we share with each other that people are like, you know, I want to experience that. I want to go talk about this. And I feel in the hobby, sometimes we focus too much on the production of the game that we forget, you know, it's the stories that really lie underneath the surface that bring people in. Hence the name Tabletop Submarine. We want to dive a little deeper into why we love board games. Also, I think it's interesting that board games are a different medium than a lot of other entertainment, but it has the power to tell stories. But it's a story that you yourself are steering. You are shaping. You are molding and it allows your imagination to flourish in a way that reading something or watching a movie and not being involved in where you can actually make decisions to shape and move that story forward in different ways. Therefore, actually, every board game is a new story that could be told based on the people that you're playing with. And I think 
that's a very interesting thing that most people don't really understand that hobby board games have gotten to this place. We're in the golden era. This is the best it's ever been, and it just keeps getting better and better. And it's not concrete. It's not already molded. You get to shape these stories yourselves. You get to, you know, really mold what your experience is. And those can be amazing stories in and of itself. And we're looking forward to bringing some of those to you. You know, so often lots of mediums, they tell you the story. So like if you look at video games, the best video game in the world, you know, you control maybe what happens on the screen, but overall the story happens to you. Yes. And the best movies that come out, the movies happen to you. You have no control really over what happens. But in board games, you know, yeah, we have rule books. We have a, a certain limitations on the board, but you create the story that happens. It's, it's a living, organic thing that comes off based on who you're playing with, what time you're playing with, where you're playing it, you know, how, how drunk you are when you're playing it, how, <laughs> whatever, whatever it may be. It's an organic story that's never going to be the same twice. Yes, and that's and, the part I love. Yeah, and because of that, there are countless stories, countless people in this hobby, and that's why the hobby grows and grows each year because these stories keep us in there. And I know, sadly, I see a lot of people leave the hobby because they focus on, you know, the you know, like I hear lots of times from some you know, yo-ho on the internet, board games are like dead, nothing's new, this is just so-and-so mechanism, yada, yada. It's like, well, that's not, you don't play the games, you shouldn't play the games just like for the newest, neatest innovation. That's great. It's all great. And as a designer, I appreciate that. I love to see those, <laughs> but I, I don't, I, I play games with other people to have experiences and tell stories with them together. That's not going to be told again. Um, that's kind of who we are and what we kind of hope to accomplish with this podcast. So uh, we're going to take you listeners through the general, you know, uh, format, how this show is going to go, what kind of segments we have and what we hope to bring to you on a bi-monthly basis every Thursday. So let's head into the pre-launch. The pre-launch. Get to know us and our guest. So the pre-launch will be a general introduction to ourselves and what's going on this week. Um, we'll talk about what we expect to hear in that specific episode, and we'll talk about who our guest is. These are going to be people who we know who are doing something interesting in the hobby, um, designers hopefully that are producing great games, some community leaders on you know different forums. It's going to be different every week. We want to just get more than just you know here's a designer, here's a reviewer. We want to try to get a wide breadth of people on this podcast. But that's the pre-launch. Not going to be a very long segment. Uh, the next one we'll jump into is on the radar. Okay, so with On the Radar, this is going to be a what we look forward to playing or doing in the next week that's either tabletop related or not. We might just say, hey, I'm going to you know Disneyland next week. I'm really looking forward to it. But really, it's just going to be us talking about, you know, hey, this week I'm going to play, you know, maybe a Twilight Imperium with my friends for the first time. I'm super pumped about that. We'll talk about it with our guests. It could be, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, this and that. Stuff like that. We'll, we'll give you a quick example of what's going to be like. Uh, Andrew, what's on your radar this week? So my radar this week, I'm looking forward to uh, breaking out Dead Reckoning, which I got uh, the Kickstarter in the mail about two weeks ago. 
So I finally got that punched and set up and ready to go. So I'll be playing that this week. I'm also heading out to Geekway to the West. So I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of my board game friends and playing a ridiculous amount of board games for four four days. Um, And that is my week. I, you know, I just only recently heard of Geekway to the West, but it seems like everybody I know, either I know a bunch of people from like that area or everyone I know is going to it. So uh, can you tell me a little bit more, like, what is, is it, what kind of, you know, convention is it? How large is it? You know, was it more like an origins or was it more like just a open play type thing? So this will be my second time going. Uh, and last year was during COVID. So I'm not sure that I'm the expert to tell you wh- how big that is, but it seemed to be a very good size. Um, it has a really nice venue and uh, they have an incredible play to win library, which I think is a big draw. So I think there's something like 50 games in the play to win library and no person can win more than one. So there's a lot of games being handed out after this is over. There's usually four to five copies of every game in the play to win. So it's one of the best parts of uh, Geekway to the West, which is, by the way, in St. Louis, if you didn't know. So it's kind of central in the United States, which is really nice. Um, I would say it's definitely below Origins and below Gen Con. But I don't know where it would qualify in other mid-size uh, conventions. They also have some fun things, like they have a fancy night where everybody gets dressed up in suits and ties and jackets and stuff like that in games. Uh, they also have a battling tops um, tournament, if like Beyblade, or like just like like Beyblade yeah, like type that stuff? Kind of thing. But the but the nineteen seventies version. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and, and then they also have uh, Prototype Alley, which I'll be there for that, in which case I'll be showing off my prototypes there as well. So a bunch of things to see and do and be a part of. And then, of course, lots of publishers bringing new games to share and demo as well. Nice. Very nice. Sounds like a really, really good week. I I wish I could go to all the conventions that are out there, but <laughs> we I can't. I, I can't. That's a lot of driving and uh, the drive to St. Louis is, is rough. I've done it before. so Okay. Well, on my radar this week, you know, it's kind of a, a slower week for me. I am really just working hard at, in my development stuff. I have a couple of games I'm developing for some people. So that's going to take up most of my week. But what I'm excited to do is I'm hopefully going to try to break out uh, Masters of Orion again. Ooh. Uh, you heard of the, you heard of this game. I've heard of it. I've not yet played it, but I've heard good things. Yeah, it's shocking to me how good this game is. So Masters of Orion is a, it's an old, it's not an old board game, but it's an old video game. Um, that It's like a 4X video game, kind of, you know, civilizations type stuff, but it's set in space in lots of ways. And there's a board game of it, and it came out, I don't know, maybe 2016, and it wasn't that big of a hit. Um, from my, what I understand, I, you can go to Ollie's, which is a bargain store for, if you're listening to the other, Ollie's is a bargain store here in the East. And I think it's pretty much all over though. And you can get it for like 12 bucks and you know, the production is not great on it, but the gameplay is actually really fun. I find it to be accessible and I'd want to play. I want to talk about it probably on a later time, but I'm, I want to try to see if I can play it one more time with my wife. Because uh, I really enjoy my first playthrough. So I'm hoping to g- convince you to play that with me. So that's on my <laughs> radar. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Okay. So now that you have an idea of what we do for On the Radar, let's go ahead and jump into what the dive is. 
The dive is going to be the heart of the podcast. It's going to be the part where we talk to our guests and we ask them to share a favorite board game story, either a game that was very memorable, a moment that was very memorable, a time when it shaped their future in board games. Maybe it's their first game. Maybe it's their latest game. Maybe it's just a moment where everybody stood up to roll that last die roll to see if they win or lose. Maybe it's a, a role-playing game moment that was really touching and heartfelt. But this is the kind of place where we want to share those stories and those moments and have a really nice conversation about what impact those had not only on us as board gamers, but also dive and ask questions about what elements of those stories are interesting. Um, and I think it's a chance for our guests to really showcase their personalities and their interests and the different parts of this hobby that they love so much. And that will be the main part of the podcast. Yeah, it's really, really, a, we're, we're a podcast about board games, but I think more important than that, we're a podcast about the people who play board games. Mm -hmm. You know, I hear from lots of podcasts, like you hear talk about board games and the people who play them when, you know, 95% of the time they're talking about the, the game and not the people. And I think you and I together can actually do that. We can talk about the people playing the board game and the stories that come with that. So I, this is something we were talking about before the podcast as we were getting ready to record. Uh, why do we want to share stories with people? So I, I want to pose the question out there into the ether with you and me. Why do stories matter? Stories shape our culture and our understanding of the world around us. Uh, not only do we connect through stories, I mean, children at a very young age beg to have stories read to them, but we as adults also love movies. We love books. We like to hear what other people are going through. It creates a bond with others as well as helps develop empathy within ourselves. But on top of that, it's a really great, great way to experience the world around us and the worlds that are normally hidden from us in other people's lives with each other. So we can not only listen to a story about a game, which we may never have played, we may not know anything about. You don't get to learn about that game. You get to learn why that game might be something you want to play, but also you get to hear about how we connect through these games and through these um, tabletop adventures that really give us this more well-rounded view of the wonderful moments that happen in board games. As humans, we crave stories to pass down traditions, for better or for worse, to each other to help each other you know, survive. It started off, you know, probably started off in the caveman times where, mm -hmm. you know, Ugga Wugga was telling Ufa Bufa, you know, don't get near that snake because your uncle Ugga died when he went over there. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's probably a bad example now that I say it aloud. But it's those kind of things that eventually, throughout time, we tell stories to not only learn from each other, but to uplift and inspire one another. Yes. You know, as a kid, as a kid, uh, the stories that always fascinated me and shaped who I am man to share a little, get, you get to know me a little more in this dive. I think the stories that shaped me the most, um, the books, I would say probably the books that shaped me the most were the Redwall series. If you're familiar with those, um, these are stories by Brian Jacques, 
who it's basically a tale about a group of mice and it's basically anthropomorphic mice, badgers, rats, uh, different other vermin of that woodland creatures. Mm-hmm. And it's about this uh, abbey named called Redwall. It's a it's a monastery, and it's about the adventures these mice go on to you know defend their abbey against invaders, to fight off um, different threats, and it expands into this whole wide universe of different heroes and villains fighting against each other for the you know, sake of their, their little world they live in. And I read those as a kid and that just fascinated my imagination. It's grew me to a person who loves fantasy, um, who loves adventure, who likes the idea of, you know, anthrop- I like anthropomorphic uh, type animal stuff. So things like my, Mycen- games like my mystics fascinate me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, you know, Godzilla, I turned to a love for Godzilla, even though he's not really, <laughs> doesn't really count as an, I like creatures of, of, of fantastical proportions. Yes. Uh, what are some of the stories that have shaped you? Uh, so many. Uh, that's a difficult question. That's like asking what my favorite board game is. That's very difficult. But anyway, uh, I would say that there's a number of them that really <laughs> that really hit me. Uh, early on, Captain Blood was a, a great, great book that's really old, but yet has such still impact today. Um, the story of a doctor who gets sucked into slavery and then turns himself into a pirate to escape and then also shapes and molds Jamaica and the Caribbean around him for the better. Just really interesting stories like that. Um, I would also say I'm a huge fan of the Red Rising series and the Mistborn series. Um, You know, Kavoth is a great one too. Just lots and lots of... Lots and lots of great stories that you can't you can't not immerse yourself into. Those are the ones that I want. I want the stories that are not light. I want the deep. I want the you know. I want the stand from Stephen King. I want you know the Gunslinger series. I, I want those kind of things that really suck you in and transport you to another world and help you understand even though it's completely different the universal truths that lay within it on a side note uh patrick <laughs> rofis if you're listening please please finish uh what king killer chronicle uh, i i know you get a lot of crap online but please finish it I, i'm at I'm this waiting. point <laughs> if i wait until it happens i would rather have an amazing last book than have it be rushed so i'm fine i i i, I watched what happened with game of thrones and they're no don't need to rush anything don't rush it. yeah i i know i it's kind of funny how we approach this because you know you like the stand all those really deep stephen king stuff and for me i grew up you know in an era of cartoons where most of the stuff that shaped me i mean i talked about the red wall but like I, I think the stories have shaped me probably more than anything. I, I attribute it to two shows. Hmm. There is Gargoyles, an old Disney show. Love Gargoyles. Fantastic. That, that was way ahead of its time. And this is very much my generation's next one is sure. Avatar yeah. The Last Airbender. If you're, yeah. If you're talking about like I'm going to TV shows that shaped me and stories that shaped me, I have never found myself more invested in a show than Avatar The Last Airbender. Um that is such a fantastic storytelling. But the reason I love that show is because I have a story to share about it with people about, I was in Idaho with all my family watching the finale after waiting, you know, two years for this finale to come out and seeing Aang, the main character finally Mm -hmm. facing off against the fire Lord. 
and it was me and all my cousins at a family reunion. It was a beautiful day outside. My uncle was getting mad at us for, for wasting the day, but after him watching the finale, he eventually joined us and was glued <laughs> I love it. like we were. And there, that's a, that's a twenty minute story, but like it's those kind of things though have shaped my love for all things fantastical, you know, fantasy fiction, and has brought me to this hobby. And it's those stories though that really bring us in and get us interested and get people talking with one another. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And with that, I think it's time for us to resurface. Let's let's come back up. Let's go back into the world and uh, let's go play some games. So, so this segment's called Resurface. This is where we just wrap things up. It's pretty simple. We thank our guests for coming on. We give them 15 seconds, you know, plug whatever they want, a game they're creating, some a page. We give them time to talk about what they want to talk about. Um, not too much time because we want to wrap things up. We thank you, the listener, for listening to us and share any upcoming events we might be a part of or anything you want us to watch out for. And we wrap, wrap it up. Uh, Andrew, anything you want to say regarding to our resurface? No, I think I think we've covered it all. Well, awesome. Andrew, I just want to say I look forward to going on this journey with you. We hope we hope this becomes successful. We want people to listen to us. Uh, we're not doing this, you know, for fame and fortune, I think. We're doing this because we want to talk to people about stories. But, you know, if, if you like what you hear, share with your friends. We want this podcast to keep going. We want people to listen and we want to tell stories to others and get people excited about this hobby. You can reach out to us if you want with any stories you may have at Tabletop Submarine at gmail.com and if you are wanting to be oh. a guest on the podcast you can awesome. fill us out say what you're doing and we'll get back to you if we if we can we'll, we'll get back to you if you think you're interesting no it's not we'll, we'll get we have some people who we have already reached out to we have set up friends of ours and uh we have them on the podcast but we'll see what we can what we can do uh thank you all so much for uh your time and listening <laughs> to us uh, andrew anything you want to say to our first listeners just thanks for coming on this journey with us, and we look forward to sharing a ridiculous amount of amazing stories with you. Absolutely. Till the next voyage, I'm Josh. And I'm Andrew. And this has been the Tabletop Submarine. <laughs>